Hi, this is Norm Augustinus. I'm sorry I missed your call. After tone, leave your name and number. I'll get back to you. For the past 10 years, I have had hundreds of men hump me just before Halloween night. I'll hold the cum in my cunt until the cum solidifies and turns into a large hard brick of cum. Shut up! On Halloween, I'll cut the cum into bite-sized pieces of cum and then I'll wrap each piece of cum with clear plastic. They look like pieces of caramel you would buy at a store. I give out my wrapped cum to kids on Halloween when they come to my door for candy. My cunt candy is a hit in the neighborhood. Everyone in the neighborhood wants my recipe. Right now there are over 200 bricks of cum waiting to be cut and wrapped and they are sitting on a conveyor belt in my basement. I recorded a kid eating my cum candy last Halloween while they were standing on my porch. This caramel candy tastes like pussy. I'm gonna throw up. That's the end of the recording. What the fuck? Leave me alone. I'm leaving a message on Norm Augustinus's answering machine. You shot our baby in the head. I'm going down to the basement and I'm going to shoot up all your cum caramels. End of messages. He wishes he could have killed his grandmother. His mother says everything he touches turns to shit. He's been to jail, spent 24 hours in a mental institution, and unsuccessfully tried to kill himself three times. And now, live via the internet, absolutely-free, Norm Augustinus. So something kind of bad happened to me the last couple of days, good and bad, and I was really out of it for several days. My eyes were swollen. I was just out of it. My eyes were swollen. My voice was cracked. I felt weak. And I'm just going to give you just a little thing about what happened here, a little condensed version. Now, as you may or may not know, I have to walk to a person's house, and I stand in the woods behind their house because they have unlocked Wi-Fi. I don't have Wi-Fi. They have unlocked Wi-Fi, so I go to their property. It's a woman, a single woman, and I stand in the wooded area behind her half an acre of manicured lawn, and I upload these recordings, these monologues, as I watch her in the kitchen window. She's got red lipstick on. She's got bigger hair. It's the stuff that I like. I like femininity. I don't want to compete with some bitch on a daily basis, 24-7. I like a woman that knows she's a female, that she's got a cunt, she's got eggs, she's got fucking a cervix. I like a woman. I don't want nobody pretending to be a man or thinking she has to act any 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 particular way. But this is all woman. As I upload these recordings, sometimes I got my dick in my hand, and I'm watching her with her red lips and her big hair, and I'm uploading these recordings, and then I go back and I post these monologues. Recently, when I was in the back there, behind her house, I heard cracking branches. Now, I always look around for that, because we do have bears up here, brown bears, maybe there's a stray wolverine, things like that, and I don't want to get torn to shreds. That's what's up in upper northern Michigan. Only it wasn't 
a brown bear or a black bear or wolverine that I could be torn to shreds by or some Mississauga, Mississauga rattler. That's what we have up here in northern Michigan, rattlesnakes that can kill you. It was instead the woman that has been in the kitchen window when they upload these monologues, these recordings. And she's really good looking. I don't like big fat women. I don't like big boned women. I don't want some chick with a big fucking hair or her hair's all dyed like Kim Kardashian. A couple of years, it's all the roots will be dead. I don't want nothing like that. I like all femininity. I especially like white skin like an Irish woman. I want an Irish woman. That's the finest woman there is. That's the most ideal woman there is. And they're all over in upper northern Michigan because their folks and stuff, their grandparents came here when Henry Ford offered all, all kinds of money and lunch breaks and everything else to work at his automobile plant. So I don't want no chick, no American woman like that. I like women who know that they're a female. I don't want a fat woman. I don't want a minority. Minorities attract minorities. Before I fucking know it, I'll have every Chicano up here, every damn other type of race up here, and I just don't want that. I want one particular thing, but I will work around that. So when she comes up to me, I say, hey, how you doing? I said, I'm so sorry. I bet I'm standing on your property. I use charm. I use wit. And my, it's backed by my extreme good looks. If you had all the things that I have going for me, you could get all kinds of pussy, truckloads of fucking pussy. But you don't know how to use it. You don't know what to do. They're not much interested in a shiny head that you have. A shiny bald head means the roots are never coming back, ever. So what happens is the earth, the way this planet works, is your head gets very shiny because then it can reflect light, sunlight off your head. And it'll bounce off and hit plants. It'll hit tree leaves. It'll work to help with photosynthesis. The Lord knew that you were bald, and he said, what good is this shit? So he made your head very shiny. It becomes very shiny with bald people because of that reason, because of reflection, the dynamics of reflection, sunlight reflecting off your head and helping photosynthesis. If you've got a full head of hair, no sunlight bounces off your head. You're not really contributing other than in other ways, say work or fucking or, or some way in that way. So there is a benefit to being bald, but they don't want bald people like you. They want somebody like me, rich, thick, beautiful hair, personality, charisma, education. This is what they want. You don't have this, but you can learn this from me, Ricky Tick, most Ricky Tick. So she walks up to me, and I hear branches cracking. It's not a wolverine. It's not brown bears. It's the woman, and I'm sort of embarrassed because I'm really trespassing on her property using her Internet to upload these monologues, these recordings. I always watch her from the window, and I think to myself, I I would like to fuck her. You ever think that, something like that? Sometimes I rub my cock, I pull my cock out, I look at it, and I think, I would like to fuck her. You know that thing, if you believe it, it it'll happen. And the Lord used to ask people, do you believe what I'm going to do is possible and it's going to work? And they'd say yes, and then they'd tell you, don't tell anybody else, because there'll be a negative person and it'll become undone. That's what what could happen here. I don't want nothing like that. So, so we, we get talking and I'm just about done uploading the recording on her Wi-Fi and I look at her and I can tell that we're going to be entwined together like a fucking bunch of spiders that are fucking in a ball. Have you ever seen that? Or they're hanging out and they're in a ball and they're all there. We're going to be like that. I can tell. So I just stop talking after I take a deep breath. You ever do that? You take a deep breath. I take a deep breath. I let the breath out slow. I count from 10 to 1 backwards as I'm letting it out. And I say to her this, 
Would you like to go back to my house and fuck? I got dope there. I got booze there. I got all kinds of shit. You like heroin? I got blotter acid. I got a great fucking waterbed. Would you like to go back to my house and fuck? I mean, almost every woman, you probably don't believe this because you think that they somehow are just respect and all stuff, some stupid stuff like that. Almost every woman will say, yes, I would. You might get two people who can't go, but it'll say, no, I can't, I can't do that. But it's because they're probably fucking impacted. They haven't shit in a month. That's what women have this problem with. They can't shit. But in truth, if truth be known, when you can't shit, their colon starts to fill up with fucking pounds and pounds of shit. Fecal matter. It just fills up this big tunnel. It's bigger than the shit that was backed up in Elvis. They're like, can be backed up for months with shit. And what happens when it happens is this. It starts to expand the large colon. The large colon gets bigger and bigger and bigger. That's her shithole. And it presses against, the whole damn thing stretches out. It presses, presses, presses against the vaginal tract really tight. So when you go to fuck her, it's like you're fucking a virgin for the first time. It's a real tight fuck, and it's being helped by the fact that she's impacted. There's all kinds of shit in her, and it's the shit is laying against her vaginal tract. When you pump that, it's like a form fit. I'm form fitted to fuck this chick. Look at the look at the shit helping me. The shit is helping you. It's tight. Some other chick got an issue with her period. I don't really care about that. They say, well, they wouldn't fuck you there. I know all the issues that are possible. They wouldn't fuck you. Then there's another, cause they got their, they're on their period, but I don't care about that. I've humped lots of chicks on their period. The one popular one that I remember mostly is when she took her rag out when we were parked in some wooded area and the rag starts sliding down the fucking passenger side window of the car. It really added though. I let it dry on there in the sun, these tracks, these blood streaks. I had that fucking thing on there for like two months, three months, like a badge of honor. The rag got to the bottom, it flipped over and fell off. It's exciting. Anything can be exciting if you look at it the right way. That's just the way it works. Some chicks won't do it because they're dried out down there. They got no more vaginal juice. And they got to use this all kinds of creams and lotions and shit. I don't care about that much either, but I do not like the idea that she's got to have, you know, extra, extra lubricant to get a dick in there. It never really happens with me. When I pull my 15.5 pound dick out, it's, it sounds like cliche. It sounds stupid. And I hate to say it repeatedly. They can't even think about nothing else. They're five months behind in their car payment. If there's repossessions on their mortgage, it doesn't matter anymore. For that moment, you own them. Because you're goddamn monster dick down there. And I don't like the idea. It sort of hurts me personally if I think she's got to go get a fucking metallic tube of vaginal cream to try to let, help me get my dick in there. It becomes more mechanical. It sounds like something you're taking to a gas station. I, re I really don't like that. But I ask her, would you like to go to my house and fuck? And she says, after delay, she said, yes. Yes, I would. And I knew that she was going to say yes. All women will say yes. They're living a dead life. All they do is buy shit on Amazon. All they do is buy shit on Timu. All they do is go to Target. They're looking for satisfaction in a piece of plastic with two batteries in it. Fucking, somehow it's going to raise them up. The mailman's coming. He's bringing them a package. It's just exciting to them, and it's kind of a substitute for dick. What they really want is dick. I mean, there they are. 
There's a giant fucking hole. It's watering and lubricating and dripping and crying all day long because there ain't a dick in it. And I know these things, and you know these too because you've been listening to me maybe maybe for goddamn years. I've had chicks that listened to me 22 years ago, and I pumped them. I pumped them at, at about the same time. It's like she was born with me. It was like we were born together, and we've evolved together. I'm programming her long distance. She's been listening since she was a kid, and now, and I've pumped them. I do that. I, I mean, I pump long, often, and hard. And you can do the same thing. So something happened to me when I asked her to come back and fuck me. She doesn't have a husband. She told me he died years earlier. She's not really old, and she's still attractive. And I, I like that idea because I can imagine all the stuff that's being done in her house. If you could see all the burned-in images of her fucking herself in all these different ways, like when they dropped an atomic bomb on Hiroshima or Nagasaki, something like that, if a person was standing there, it would burn their image into a wall nearby, frozen like whatever it is they were doing. Say two people were fucking on a backyard. That image is frozen on this wall. That's where this Banksy got his ideas for his art. Don't fucking think for a minute that's not where he got it. And they're frozen on the wall. Now, if I could see all these images in her house, it would be most exciting. It would be like a flip book. You know what a flip book is? You flip through the pages. It becomes animation. It's like you're watching a, a kind of an animated movie. And I just can imagine all these different images in her house of her fucking herself and dreaming of the big dick dude that was going to come and save her. And there I am. There I have become. I'm standing right there. Thanks to you, because I was uploading these recordings. You were able to get me head, and I appreciate that. You got me head. She tongued my balls. She played with my all kinds of stuff. I mean, there's not really much other than the imagination taking it somewhere that it isn't possible or stupidness. So we go back to my house. I like the fact that I know she's turned on. So if she's turned on, her vaginal juices are dripping, her cunt is crying tears of fucking just joy because now there's going to be a dick in that cunt. And I mix it with the cracking branches as she's walking. The cracking branches sound like her fucking bones are breaking as I'm fucking her. She's on her back on her, in a supine position and all kinds of bones are cracking because I'm fucking her. Not so much that they're breaking, but they're cracking and shit like the finest chiropractic adjustment you could ever get. Just cracking all over the fucking places I'm pumping her. And I can hear her back and shit cracking. Her knees, her back, her fucking shoulder blade, all cracking all over. And as she walks and stumps on these branches, I think that I can see that I can hear that. We're walking down the thing. We walk past something skunk in the area. And I can mix that to it, too. It's like I've already fucked her. I smell the skunk. I put that skunk stink with her like I'm fucking her. I hear those breaking branches and skunk stink like I'm eating her out. And I, it's kind of bothering me a little bit. I don't really like to eat out bitches. You know that. And you should be careful yourself because it's a proven fact that you will get voice box cancer. You will not be able to talk from her fucking cunt. They're a dangerous thing, and it's true. They'll cut your voice box out. You'll have cancer. You ate her out. I'd much rather eat something else, not a pussy. And you got to be especially careful. Understand this with women, too. This really doesn't fit in anywhere. You know that a woman that's had a kid can't give blood in America? 
They can't give blood because they have antibodies, something to do with a kid, to help the kid this defense system, the defense system and this backup system that they have to protect the kid, their antibodies, their whatever you call that. They can't give blood to a man because the man could die. Look that up if you think I'm kidding you. Look how fucking dangerous they are. A pregnant woman, a woman who was pregnant once, can't give blood. A man can't take the blood, and they warn you about it, that you could die. Who wants that? And you could die from a woman that gave you blood? It's just kind of a weird thing that they don't advertise much. But I know it well, and now you know it. Hundreds of thousands of people who fucking listen to me now know it. They now know that the best fuck on the planet is an Irish chick, not a fat Irish chick. Who wants that? You don't want a fat Irish chick with fucking orange hair. Now she becomes a fucking bozo the clown. And nobody wants that. Oopsie the clown. You look like a fucking fat clown with orange hair and orange wig. A fat redhead doesn't really work well in my mind. They got to be thin and supple with white skin and freckles and orange eyes and orange hair. Not a fat one. I don't want nothing to do with no fucking fatty. I don't want nothing to do with no goddamn minority. If you're any of those things, don't come to my fucking house. And I have the right to think that. I have the right to know what I like. You're not going to force what I want on me. I don't want it. And you shouldn't want it either. I'm telling you from fucking years of experience. So I smell skunk and I think of her pussy. I hear breaking branches. I'm walking back to my fucking house. And I think those are bones cracking and shit. And... As we're walking, she steps into like walks into a hole. I like everything about her. She walks female. She walks into a hole like you can in the woods as you're walking back to my house, and she makes us oh as she kind of loses her balance. Now I'm hearing her come. Now I smelled her cunt when that skunk was in the area. Now I heard her bones cracking. Look at the things you can learn from a bitch before you have even taken her down to Chinatown on your fucking waterbed like I do. That's the stuff you can learn straight away, fuck stick. Not something you learn in a fortnight. Not something you learn in fucking two years. Or It's something you learn over years and years. And I'm sharing this experience, this valuable shit. Because why? Because I love you. You've been such a fucking great gift to me in my life. Goddamn donations, the presents, the fucking... It's been incredible, motherfucker. So... She walks through this hole. She goes, ah. Oh. Now, we go back to my house. I learned how she says, ah. Oh. I learned what she cunt smells like. I heard her broken fucking bones. That's pretty much, I really reamed the bottom of the barrel, haven't I? We get back to my house. This is where it started to go bad, and I got to move on. I got shit I got to tell you. We get back to my house. Now, above my bed is the window directly. If you were to come by my window... With uh, with whatever you do, you come by my window, you're, you're on a side of thing there. If you came by my window, the window wall is only a, just above my head. And that's where the window is above my bed. So we get back to my house. We do fucking a handful of blotter acid. We smoke a couple pecaning paralyzer dubs. And I'm not talking shit you buy in a store, not some pre-rolled garbage. I'm talking about 97% THC, fuckstick. I'm talking about a real solo flight, a real solo trip. I'm talking about that, not some goddamn commercialized piece of shit. 
Same thing they do with plastic shit and batteries and all kinds of shit on this Timu on fucking Amazon, whatever you, where you buy shit. It's the same thing. Commercialized garbage that ain't going to take you only so far. I don't want to go only so far. I want to go only all far, all the fucking way. You don't adjust the potentiometer to the volume knob for me. I adjust the volume knob for Norm Augustinus. That's my name, by the way, Norm Augustinus. Tall, thin, handsome, really the recipe of what people want to be in America, man. I'm not shitting you, fuckhead. They want to be me. They, they want, they think I'm sexy. They want to hump me. They want to blow me. Nobody wants to hump you. Nobody thinks you're sexy. Nobody wants to blow you. They don't care about your horseshoes in the backyard with two steel pins. You just reset. They don't care about your fucking snowblower. They don't care about your electric car. Man, it's just a goddamn four wheels driving you somewhere. More shit to trap you into some delusion of life that they have for you. I don't care about that shit. You shouldn't either. Be careful. Protect yourself. Don't let them walk through your fucking head with their money feed fuck stick. You'll be, it'll be your undoing. So we go into the house. We do the fucking blotter acid. We smoke a shitload of pinconning paralyzer. I always like to put the frying pan on the electric stove and then I cut a chunk out the fucking the pinconning paralyzer. I got four bricks of this shit because I fucked a woman over here. Her family owns a legal grow house, a wholesaler for pot, and she gives me bricks of weed because I did all kinds of shit with her. I ate her out at the same time while I fingered her. I did every finger in her asshole as I was eating her out like some kind of musical instrument. It was tremendous. I mean, I've done everything with this woman probably to keep the dope coming in. A brick of fucking pinconning paralyzer is $4,800, man. Can you get $4,800 worth of shit for your dick? No, you don't have a 15.5 pound dick. I just got to sit there and pull it out. I told you the story. I weighed my dick on my friend's cocaine scale. He was a cocaine salesman. He worked with his two kids and I put it on his mechanical scale. I asked him, he said, sure, go ahead. And I put it on there and it bottomed out. When I put my meat on there, 15.5 pounds of dick. I don't know what that is in the imperial system. I don't care. Whatever it is in the imperial system, it will sound small. That's how that shit works, this metric system shit. It sounds small. It sounds it sounds tiny. It sounds really st- just stupidly small. That's why Americans never adopted the metric system. It sounds dinky. Hey, I'm going to get some fucking three millimeters. Hey, I'm going to fucking get seven kilometers. I'm going to get fucking... It just sounds jinky and insignificant. But man, when you say 15.5 pounds of dick, you can hear it and hear it big. Just bottomed out his fucking scale. I still hear it in my head every day when I put my dick on his scale. Just bottomed out. Just metal hitting metal. My sister was in a room. She came over and licked my balls and my cock because there was coke on it, still from the scale where I put my dick. She licked my balls. Even he licked the stuff off because he didn't want to waste the fucking coke. It wasn't a fruity thing. It was a business decision. That's all it was. And I still see her licking the coke off my balls and her eyes and the dilated and the fucking facial gestures and the way her hands moved. It was poetic, man. It was like a skater in the fucking Olympics, the way she licked my balls. It's an art, man. I tell you. So we did all that shit and we start fooling around and she surprises me strapped to her ankle. I don't know why anyone would have this is this massive dildo 
with straps. She brought it with her. So see, there's another situation where you think you're making the move, but you're not making the move, fuckstick. She is. She decides when you fuck her, eat her out, and all that shit, bang her from the rear, and you are led to believe that you somehow did it. You didn't. She was looking at me in that window for a long time when I'm uploading these recordings, and now was the move she was going to make, and she was going to use that strap on, and she did. That's a really funny thing. I mean, I'm standing there with 15.5 pounds of meat, and it's okay that she has a dildo, and I'll tell you why. Because I'm a man, and she's a fucking woman. She's a woman. She's not a fucking man pretending to be a woman. She's a real woman. We're having sex. We're having intercourse, a man and a woman. She got the strap on. So I got on this bed, and here's where shit went bad. I got on my water bed. And I'm on my fucking stomach. She's got her strap on. She's laughing and shit. I don't know why people laugh when they're getting ready to fuck. I've seen this a million times. I've experienced it thousands of times. Honest to God, before you're ready to fuck, when you pull your dick out, she's laughing and shit. And she says, you're, sings it kind of, you're a naughty boy. As she's putting her strap on. And I mean, the straps looked like something you'd use in a military. These military straps would hold missiles together. That would You could use in a fix on a tank that something's broke. The, the cannon fell off and you could use these in a pinch. They were like military-grade straps on this dildo. I'm on my stomach. And I told you where the wall is. The wall just goes above my head, actual wall, and above that is this big window. She gets on top of me. She crams me with the shit. I don't even know what the juice is. The stuff is she put in my asshole. I don't know what it was. She crammed bear grease, I think, if I, let me, I think she said bear grease. Now, the bear grease that I know of, it's like shit you use for tanning animal hides. They call it bear grease. It softens the leather as you're tanning the hide. You've like got this animal, you've captured it in a foot trap or you shot it. And to tan it, you want to remove the skin and make the skin really soft. And you use one of the things you use is bear grease and boric acid and, and all kinds of stuff like that to soften the skin. And I think she used bear grease on the dildo. She said bear grease. She made a reference to it. I think she put tanning grease onto the dildo and crammed in the ass. Now, the fucking thing was so big that when she mounted me, she maybe went two times. When she went to two times, this woman that was so just packed with loving, packed with desire, just seething with desire, her cunt, nothing but a goddamn rainstorm between her two legs, just a rainstorm, her, her pussy hairs, the clouds, a rainstorm coming out those clouds, which is pussy juices, I've had chicks so goddamn wet that I could fill up a blender twice, an old school blender, you ever see those, you hold the blender under her cunt, you could fill it up twice with vaginal juice, that's how wet this chick was. When she crams me, maybe the second fucking time. When she crams me, the second hit, the second thrust, the the pound thing, early on in a fucking session. Now, yeah, I was intended on fucking her, but she was pretty good looking. And I thought, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let this go by because of some petty, some petty semantics here with her with a strap on dildo. Maybe the second time she hit me so hard that I went unconscious. I mean, gone. My head slammed into that section of wall, I told you, that's in front, at the end of my bed, not where your feet are, where your head is. My head slammed that fucking wall so goddamn hard, I just heard this ringing for a second, then everything went out. It was gone. I was still gone 
from this fucking that she did, the second time with the di this dildo, was an enormous dildo, stuff that I would joke about or make a comment about. It was just enormous. Now, I have a dime-sized asshole, and I can't take a dildo that size from some bitch who wants to give me some good loving. I just can't take it. When she jammed that massive dildo up my bunghole, my brown eye, my head hit that wall, and I went unconscious. I think that, honestly to say, I think I woke up two days later for maybe a minute, 45 seconds, but I was still like I was on an LSD trip, still gone, almost to the point of death. I was that gone from the fucking, the second thrust, and I woke up about a day three quarters later, was it in the evening, and I got out of the bed. Now, when I got out of the bed, this is going to sound like a joke. It's not a joke. These aren't jokes. These aren't fucking put-ons. These aren't stage plays. I'm not in some fucking comedy bar. When I got off the bed, the dildo was still in my ass, but those industrial straps I talked about earlier here, they were torn to shreds. It looked like they one had been tied to a tank and another one to the other, another tank going the other way, and they had been pulled apart. That was the thrust that this bitch had given me. Now it was nearly night, so I couldn't see out, but the window above my bed was broke out. I mean, smashed. The glass is gone. So I walked, limpidly walked, as I'm trying to unscrew this dildo from my ass to get a flashlight. When I came back and got the flashlight with the dildo still in my ass, the straps were just dangling at my sides. I mean, brutally torn, like a strong man, like a monster, like a Sasquatch had grabbed him and torn him in anger. I aimed the flashlight out the window through the broken glass. It was totally knocked out. She was laying, this is no lie, on all fours with her ass in the air and unconscious. She had went through the fucking window. It sounds horrible. It sounds like something you would call the police for or 911, some medic, some ambulance, whatever you do. It sounds that bad. But for that split second when I saw her laying there on all fours, it was like, like something beautiful, man. It was like the greatest poem ever written, if there's such a thing even possible. And I was handling and had the ability to read it. This image was stunning as I held the flashlight on her. Now, the darkness behind her, the flashlight, this LED flashlight hitting her body in the different shadows, it could have helped in that, but it was the most stunning thing I'd ever seen. So what had happened is, when she strapped that dildo on to your course on her body and then crammed your correspondent with it, my head hit this wall with such an impact that I was unconscious for several fucking days. And when I did wake up, I was still sort of in an unconscious state. Like the Iceman had hit me with some cyanide. It didn't all hit me. Maybe just one tiny micro speck. And it was didn't kill me, but put me out pretty good. And she was out the window. She went through the window when she slid over my fucking back with this thrust she gave me. Now, I'm not sure. Was that loving? Was this, was this love and sensitivity? Was this a touching moment? I'm not really sure because this was a powerhouse of hips. This was a fucking nutcase of desire that might have went over the edge, the, over the limit that I could accept. I'm still trying to struggle with it now. When I went out there, I unscrewed this dildo from my ass. Now I'm telling you the truth here. I had to hook the dildo strap onto this wall case I have that has books in it. It's got handles and some of the handles are lockable because they're the top thing and you have to pull up and pull down to pull the drawer out. I had to do that with the dildo to screw it out of my ass. That's how fucking scary it was to get it out. 
to get it out of my ass. So I went out to the yard with the flashlight and looked at her. It was still beautiful. You know, she was unconscious with her nipples out. They were like an inch long. You know, her cunt was still dripping. It was like a leaking faucet going down her supple thighs to the ground. It was like nothing I've ever seen. I mean, maybe I'll never see this again. And I know for a fact that you'll never encounter this situation because you won't let yourself, because you govern yourself. You've got a fucking governor on your lawnmower, a throttle thing that won't let you go so fast. I don't look at things like that. I take it all. I want it all. I want every bit of it and even maybe more just a little bit fucking further. I was just examining her body, man, with the nipples out and a dripping cunt. It was like a goddamn rainstorm coming off from between her cunt. You know, there was partial snow on the ground and where her juices had hit, there was no goddamn snow. It was all melted, man, from the pussy lubricant juices, whatever comes out of a woman's cunt, these tears of wanton desire dripping out like a rainstorm from between her fucking legs onto the ground. You know something? This is not a lie. Since I've gone out, she, this is over now. Since this ended, I got it all cleared up. You know that fucking seeds have popped up out of that area? Growth? plants. The other areas got snow. There is no snow there. Maybe the magic of life, the mystery of life, maybe this is not known that vaginal juices are like seeded and ready to give life, just like they give with this baby and these kids and keep on coming and coming. The fucking growth coming out of this area was nuts. Now, I took her and I just barely pushed her by the side of her ribs where her tits are. And when I pushed her, she fell on her side and then kind of woke up. She got softer and limber. She could limp, limbering around in her bones. And, and she kind of woke up and she said, what happened? I said, man, you've been out here for fucking days. You went through the window when you strapped that dildo on and you tried to mount me from the rear, pound me from the rear. You went through the goddamn window. I looked at her and said, why so hard? Why, why this vengeance on my asshole? And she kind of mumbled and said a couple things. I didn't really hear them. But I understand, I understand, I guess, that you can get into it. But you could have killed me. My head couldn't go anywhere. My head hit the wall. Now say that she didn't, that straps didn't break, and she didn't slide over my wet, dripping, perspiring, covered body. She didn't slide over me and go out that fucking window. I might have been dead right now. I might not making this, be able to make this recording right now. I might be in a coma. I may be a vegetable, a retard. I may have lost my fucking mind for this from the impact. Now, my head from the wall wasn't but eight inches, seven, eight inches, maybe nine at tops. You know the impact, the speed you got to hit that with? That's like a half a fucking G. G G-forces? That's how hard my goddamn head hit that wall. And I went out later to inspect it when she was gone, and I looked, and I could see all kinds of stress cracks where my fucking head hit. Now, they're wood walls. They're wood. And my head hit right there. And I could see stress cracks in the goddamn wood. They weren't made to take that kind of shit. And I heard this sound. Remember that sound I told you she made when her foot went into the hole as we were going back? Well, then I heard something much more devastating. I heard, woof. You ever hear something like that when they're getting ready to fuck you or they got the strap on and it's going in your ass? I heard like, woof, like that. And that was it. I got her back in the house, picked her up. We walked her slowly into the fucking house. And... It was like like when that lady in that Charlie Brown show, when, when Lucy's going to get Charlie and he was out there waiting for the fucking pumpkin patch and she came and got him at three in the morning and walked him back in the house. It was like that. 
I felt sorry for her. She was sort of embarrassed. It had gone awry. It was uncomfortable, yet kind of exciting at the same time. Next morning, after I showed her all this shit, I showed her the strap-on straps. They were torn to shreds. They had ripped apart. I showed her the dildo and how I got it out of my asshole. And the next morning, I walked her back to the house. But it was still exciting. It was exciting and new and strange. It's like you're on a fucking one of these cruises and it's a love boat and you're on this fucking boat and you're hoping to find dick or you're hoping to find pussy and you're filled with us optimum. It was the same kind of exciting thing, the same kind of exciting trip. Couple more fucking, I gave her a couple more blotter acids for the road. We smoked a fucking another dube and it was exciting. We had had something there for a moment. I got to tell you something. What I saw with her tits, it was incredible. I've never seen tits like this. These weren't tits that were made for a baby to milk, give some milk to some fucking greedy, self-entitled future Democrat kid, bitch. These weren't these kind of tits. These tits were artwork. These tits were designed for a man who could appreciate the artwork that the Lord can create. That's what these tits were. They were magnificent. She walked back and she didn't have her drawers on and her fucking, her ass was so beautiful. The whole damn thing. What a, what a waste. What a horrible abortion it would have been for this woman to have kids with this kind of body. I know the kind of body you get. I know it. Big fucking loose belly hangs over, drops down to her cunt. That's not, the, that's not this at all. I know the kind of woman you get. Says fuck all the time. All kind. Of, that's not the kind I get. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing, I guess, I guess, that happened to me that day. And I can't believe how long I was out. I still feel funny now. You know my eyes are swollen? You know the skin above your eyes? It's the skin. Mine were drooping down and still do a little bit onto my eyelash. Like I had a fucking TIA. Like I had a stroke. Like I had something happen to me when my head hit that wall when I took this impact. You know, I went for a colon exam once. I had to get it. And I went in there. You know that the person said to me, now it wasn't a colon exam. It, she checked your prostate with her finger, the physician. She said to me, it was the tightest asshole she ever, she ever saw. And she said, not to be rude, Norm. This is a physician. I always joked with her. She said, but I'm pretty sure you're not gay. I said, that's right. Mom, you're hearing a doctor's thing. I said, how do you know that, doc? She said, because your asshole is so tight. You know, she brought a person in with her because they have to do that because of legal issues and all that. There has to be a witness there. When I looked at her, you know that saliva was coming out the sides of her mouth? Her eyes were dilated and her mouth was agape. You know what agape is? It means your jaw, bottom jaw, is just hanging loosely below your fucking top teeth. She saw my asshole. She saw my set of balls and couldn't believe it. Then she thought, what a goddamn half-assed life she had lived. When she saw what a real man is, she was drawn in just like the doctor. The physician said, I've seen gay men that had assholes, and they're bored out. She said you could drop a bowling pin into their asshole because of all the dick they took. Mine was dime size. Dude, you're listening to all fucking man. This ain't no fruity show for fruits. This is the Norm Augustinus thing. We're here. We got all our cards on the fucking table. So I walked her out of the yard, got her back in the house. 
I had some Bosco and some milk. Bosco is an old chocolate milk. The mom and pop store I live by that I walk to, they sell Bosco. If you've never had it, it's pretty good. It was before Hershey's syrup and all that, I believe. We had some Bosco. I poured some peppermint schnapps in it. She was a, a lot of fucking fun, even though she nearly died. She had fucking literally been sleeping alongside my house with her ass in the air with the fucking the, the strap marks on her thighs where she strapped this dildo on. And you wonder how she could survive that. But see, that's a woman. You can't kill a woman, man. They just keep coming and coming and coming and coming. I've had bitches come after me that I fucked 15, 18 years ago. I've never heard them again, and they want money. They're like a pit bull. They're like a fucking German schnauzer on your ankle. Once you fuck them, you're never getting away free and clear. Understand that. This ain't a joke. I'm trying to help you, fuck stick. So I start looking at that body and that skin. And I think, man, I was watching her through glass, like some kind of fucking, like some kind of exhibit at the zoo. I was watching her through glass. All the waste, all the horror, the tyranny of what I was doing when I had this, this close to me with Wi-Fi. Unbelievable, man. I think that while I was using her Wi-Fi, she was able to somehow, because we're electronic, we run with electronic impulses and electricity, I think she was able to put her thoughts somehow went into the internet as I was downloading it, and she was turning me the fuck on. Is that what they say? She's revving me up. Man, don't fucking wind me up if I can't blow my load. It's honest. So... I start looking at her at the table. I see the strap marks, man. We didn't even fuck. And she's still exciting to me on the second fucking or fourth day after we woke up being unconscious. Sure, she shit herself, but I probably help her do that. People can't go four or five days laying out in the fucking woods in the fucking four legs and not shit themselves. I felt I was happy I could help her because most chicks you meet have at least, they say, 60 to 70 pounds of shit lodged in her large colon when you meet them you meet them they got all the shit in them you think they're your little china doll they have all the shit in them and all that shit was created by dudes who fucked her and took her to a restaurant like the clock restaurant in utica michigan took her to that fucking restaurant and just kept feeding her and blowing the load in her feeding her and he's feeding her this stuff so she'd fuck the sin of a fecal matter log is is unbelievable almost unacceptable a woman is not shit in four months. All that shit, that food was bought for her by some dude who was fucking her. Maybe maybe a gaggle of dudes. Ten, twenty guys have fucked her and fed her and all that shit's jammed up there. Now it's your turn. As I said once before, I like to give a woman an enema, a fleet enema, so I know her colon's out. And I tell her not to eat for two days. So whatever food this fucker bought her while I was eating her cunt out while he was fucking her, he's not. there's no traces of him in there anymore. I want that out. I want to be the guy that's fueling her. I want to be the guy that makes her fecal matter log. I want, I fed her. So it was an incredible experience. And I'm still a little bit groggy about it now. And I, I hope I explain that clearly enough because I know the audience I have. I have to be careful to understand this, to be careful, deliver it clearly, concisely, spot on, can't fool around. So I want to talk about something. I want to talk about something that happened to me now. This is what I really want to talk about. I have a hope I have enough time. This happened after this thing, this dildo incident, her going through the window and me being knocked unconscious, both of us unconscious, really. 
And by the way, it was two pane, it was a, it was a two pane glass window. It's where there's gas between the window and there's two panes. It's for weather and, and supposed to be better. She went right through that fucking shit. And I, I think I remember hearing the air come out, the as she went through the goddamn window. Something happened to me right after this. And you're going to say, how can this shit happen to you? This can't be real. How can any of this happen? It is real. It does happen. It's because I am open to all things. And when you're open to all things, the weirdest things can happen to you. If you're guarded and closed off, nothing will ever change. When you're open like I am, everything can change. However, it can be dangerous. You can get yourself into a spot of trouble. You could even possibly get killed when one dumb move. I've had situations close to that. But I always use my military training and try to think through that as a like a guard, a guardian angel, and use your training there. The situation, what would you do? Would you would you stick the knife in their neck? What would you do? So something happened, and that is I went out in the car only because I had to get a prescription, and there's no prescription near me. And even to get to the prescription, I have to drive an hour and 15 minutes one way. I never drive. I always try not to drive. I've had enough of driving. I walk everywhere to the mom and pop store. I walk to the airplane, the the submarine over here with the chicks in it, this underground submarine that was buried just at the conning tower sticks out. I walk everywhere. But this time, I got in the car because I had to get this prescription. And Now, the prescription was for a yeast infection. I've had those a few times, and it's because I fuck so much. Honestly, the chick's hands are roving and pussies and yeast infections. It's just part of the thing, scissoring each other. It's just part of for the course, and you accept that as part of the thing. Like if you're climbing telephone poles, you accept you're going to get splinters. Same thing. So I get in my car, and I'm walking and to the car. I get in the car. I start the car up. I go out the driveway. It's like a half a mile, three quarters of a mile of dirt road to, till I get to the out of my drive and into the road. And I'm driving maybe 15 minutes. And as I'm driving 15 minutes, maybe the 16th minute, I see a woman on the side of the fucking road and she's hitchhiking. And I know better than to do this. But when I was younger, everybody picked up a hitchhiker and it was a guaranteed head job, a blow job, a rim job, guaranteed fucking tits and nipples, juices. It was a guaranteed thing when you picked her up. It was an unwritten thing, an unwritten codicil, a contract that if you picked up a hitchhiker, she had to fuck you and you were going to get fucked. It was just like this little treat on the way to whatever destination you're going on. Hey, I'm going to get a prescription and also I got my fucking knob uh, pumped off. And it's just, you know, hey, it's another day. Okay, let's go. So I see this woman. I pick her up. She's thin. She fits that criteria. She's thin and she's got longer hair. I like both of those two elements. Long hair, feminine, thin, feminine, not some fat whore that's been sitting around eating all kinds of shit. I don't want that. Thin, long hair, presentable. So I I said, I'm going to pick her up. That's what I did. I slowed down, picked her up. And when she got in the car, I could even smell perfume, which means she's, I don't know, maybe she hasn't bathed in two weeks. It could be something like that. But I imagine that she had perfume on because she was feminine and sexy and on some way. And she was, unfortunately, had no way to get there. And I did a nice thing. I picked her up on practically in Halloween. So we start talking and I start feeling my cock get hard. I start feeling my balls start to spin. 
You can feel the spinning shit. My dick starting to get warm. I feel pressure. Um, I'm getting uncomfortable. I'm moving around. And I'm thinking, gosh, I think, I think I just got what I just always say. You pick a hitchhiker up. She humps you. She blows you. You finger her out and you throw her out the fucking car whenever the first chance you can get. I'm thinking this is really great. I had this bad situation going, hitting my head on the wall, getting dildoed too hard and being out for several days. But this is going to make up for it heading on to the holiday season. Fucking Halloween and candy and Thanksgiving and Christmas and Christmas Eve and New Year's. This is a start of a real fucking run of exciting shit. Like I'm on a love boat in my car or some stuff like that, that old TV show. Once she gets in the car, we start making small talk. I start feeling that I'd like to fuck her. I'm driving, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes later. And I'm laying all kinds of innuendo, but it ain't working. Now, this is one of the few times it doesn't work. All kinds of sexual innuendo with class, so I don't come off like a nutcase, but it's not working. I don't see her responding in a physical way, a feminine way, the way that a female would respond. Now, I told you, I fucked thousands of women when I was in the service. That's not a joke. That's what everybody did. And I know when a chick is ready to take 10. And that's I just know it. What's that thing I say? Don't you look mighty dapper, 18 inches in your crapper? I know when they're fucking ready and interested. So she's not responding, but she's in a bad way because the car I made with the mind I have, the inventive mind I have that Norm Augustinus has, this car is specially outfitted for chicks that won't budge when I want to pump them, when I pick them up, say they're a hitchhiker. Maybe I go to some woman's house and this is her daughter and I want her and she's not responding. This is the kind of shit I can do with the mind I have with the technology I can use in my car. And what am I talking about? As you may or may not know, in the seat, the passenger seat of my car, I have mounted an industrial power sander. Now, I'm talking a power sander. I first saw this power sander. It was shown by by Norm Abrams from this old house. It was tremendous. Fucking thing like 200,000 RPMs a second, a five-stage electric motor, guaranteed for life. And I bought this thing. And I mounted the sander, I had to take the seat out, of the passenger side of my car. Why did I do that? Because say there's a chick in there and she's not responding, I can make her respond by using the remote control switch on the side of my seat. I turn it on, the power sander starts vibrating, right where her cunt is, she starts getting turned on, and then she'll say something like this. Could you please pull over? And that's because I want your dick. I had the power sander on for another fucking three miles. Nothing. Didn't work. So I did the other thing I have in this car. It's totally outfitted like you can't believe. And that is I got a special semen gas made from real semen. I pumped it into a propane tank and mixed it with distilled water. And I can pump this semen gas out the vents of the car. It's under the hood. So I pump semen gas out. The semen gas is my own gas, my own semen. It's pressurized with distilled water inside like a propane tank, tiny one, and it's under the hood. I can turn it in and release it out the vents. Yeah, I can smell the semen, but I'm immune to it. It's my semen. I'm a man. I carry a bag of it around all day, every day, until I fucking die. I pump out the semen gas, and I can smell it. She's still talking and looking out the window. She's not responding. Nothing. She sees, at one point I thought I could see the semen gas come out the vents of my car like when you're using the air conditioning or something and then you ever see that white fog come out. It looked like that. It was my semen gas. It didn't fucking work. So I go to another stage that I've built into this car. The thing's totally outfitted 
to get pussy. Truckloads of pussy, and it is. It's not a joke. Couldn't tell you this as fast if it was never used. I try this other thing, and that is this image I have. It's built into the fucking dashboard of my car. It's this little projector you can buy. It's a computer projector. It's tiny. It's about the size of a wallet, and I project images onto the bottom portion of the window, and the images are of a woman sucking a cock, a woman on all fours, and what's the other one? A 69. It projects these small images onto the lower portion of the windshield where she's sitting inside the windshield. I don't, I pretend I don't see it. So I switch that fucking thing on with the control panel I have on the left side of my seat and not a goddamn thing happens. I mean, this chick's with got a dick in her mouth. This other fucking 69 fucking on all fours. Nothing. Taking a dick. She doesn't respond. It's like she doesn't like men or something. And she looks good. Now because I can't have her, now because none of my manipulative con shit, these trickeries, these marvels of science are allowing me to get and eat it to Y down there in her pants, I'm getting more and more, what do they say, horned out? I'm not getting pussy and I now want it worse than ever. So I start doing something that almost always works. And that is, you're the driver of the car. And you got your hands on the wheel. You take your ha- left hand off the wheel and your right hand is wrapped around the wheel, your fingers are clutching it, and you move it only a couple inches up and down like you're driving. That reminds her of her beating off all the men that she's beat off. You're like moving your hand up and down on the steering wheel. She's getting more and more horny. She starts looking at you again and again and again and again until she freezes looking at the image of you whacking off your steering wheel. She freezes like that, like her L-Dopa has dried the fuck up. She's frozen. I'm doing this again and again. My hand's getting hot because it ain't working. She's not getting turned on. She didn't say, could you pull over? She didn't say anything like that. She gets so horny. Once that cunt is on, they get so fucking horny, they can't do anything. They're frozen. Could you pull over? That's what they say. Now, that didn't work, moving the hand up and down on the steering wheel at all. So, I take my fingers to the dial of the radio. You know what I'm talking about? These are big, soft dials, and they rotate really smooth. I put my pointer finger and my middle finger on the dials with the radio, and I start only moving them like a half inch to each side. I go left and right, left and right, left and right, because it's like, when she sees that, like she's so many times seen a man play with a clitoris in her panties and down there in her drawers. Fucking cum panties. She knows it. Playing with her fucking clit. And I'm moving this fucking dial and it works. It's just beautiful. I mean, it's just beautiful. Looks like I'm playing with a woman's, woman's clit. Up and down, up and down, back and forth, left and right on the dial. It's a big knob. Nothing. She keeps talking about fucking Halloween and the holidays and what are you going to do? And I see her occasionally glance over. Not a goddamn thing. And I mean, I've done shit to her that would have got anybody by the first step. Vibrating seats, the semen gas, the projected image, the, the, the fucking moving the hand up and down, the dial on the radio. So I do the other thing. I always keep a cassette tape in there. I've had cassette tape mounted below the dash, cassette player, because I always liked them. And they're vintage and old, and it's kind of cool. Now, on that cassette tape, I can play fucking, uh, that's right, I can't control it. I need 18 inches or more. It was a group called Vanity. It was a black woman. And behind that music, on this tape that I made specially, because you know that I'm a master at audio, that I made special, there's a fucking subliminal suggestions in there. You're going to take his dick. 
You're going to ride his dick. The cum is volcanoing, volcanoing out the end of his dick. It's just a little voice under, that's right, I can't control it. I need 18 inches or more. I think Vanity said 6 inches or 8 inches or more. Oh, uh, tonight, living in a fantasy, a whole little rotten world. Tonight, you ever hear that song? It's an old song. Not a fucking thing worked on that. Nothing. Not moving the dial. Not the fucking hand up and down on the steering wheel, the cassette tape, the image projected, the semen gas, the vibrating sander. Not a fucking thing is budging this lady. She just keeps talking about the goddamn the, the holiday. So I have an inflatable lumbar thing. Lumbar? I have an inflatable lumbar thing in the lumbar in my seat will kind of move my hips up and down. So I start moving the lumbar seat on the left side of my seat, the control panel's there, and my hips are going back and forth. Nothing, like I'm fucking, like I'm getting ready to beat off. And then try the flashing dome light. I put a strobe light in the dome light, and it'll blink really quick. And if she's fucking epileptic, if she's autistic, if anything like that, I heard that it kind of turns them on. They could go into a seizure. Nothing. I tried that fucking thing. And even the thing that I did with the floor mats, you know anything about the floor mats? You know what you can do with floor mats with a bitch? You have any idea? With a floor mat with a woman, you can, if you got a custom floor mat like I do, I've got a floor mat that says left foot here. And the floor mat also says right foot here. Now once, and she puts her left foot there and her right foot there on my rubber all-weather floor mat. Once she puts them there, I don't know if you know this, the scientific fact that once a woman spreads her legs too far, to a certain point, it now engages the fuck action in her head, the fuck module, the need to have dick, the suddenly she's got to have it, she's got to have dick. And so I have her legs spread when she put her feet on that chair and I didn't get nothing. She didn't do nothing. Now her legs are spread, these supple fucking legs covered in these tight jeans and nothing was fucking happening. Have you ever had that happen? With the, have you have floor mats with a left foot and a right foot? Place it here. The black, the flinking, the blinking, flashing strobe light. Nothing. I've got a can of tuna that I keep in the glove box. It has a hose that comes from it and a fan. I can pump the stink of tuna into the car with a switch, and that tuna stink will fill the car up. Now all women knows that smell because that's what their pussy smells like just when they were wanting to fuck. And once they smell that, it turns them on. It works on them that way psychologically. Hey, I smell fucking pussy. I think it's time to fuck, man. They start thinking this. Floor mats, left foot here, right foot here, nothing. They get to the certain point. Tonight, living in fantasy, a whole rotten world, and six fucking inches, vanity, the cassette tape. I mean, I've laid every shit and thing I could to screw this woman. I thought she was a level one, and it was going to be easy. It was going to be the vibrating sander in the goddamn seat, nothing. I never thought I'd get to the fucking inflatable lumbar thing in my seat and move my hips up and down. I never thought I'd even get that far, let alone a fucking two fingers on the radio dial trying to turn around like I'm playing with a clit. I'm telling you, every time they'll want to pump when I start when I start pumping off the steering wheel, going up and down, up and down, only two, only two or three inches. I thought that. I have a brick of weed in my car, and I leave the brick of weed out all the time. The brick of weed is wrapped in like this cellophane, this plastic, and it has a handle on it like a suitcase. Every bitch that sees that that gets into my car, I don't care who they are, they see a brick of weed with a handle on it like you've got a suitcase and you're going, you're at the airport. It's attached to it. 
they get turned on, they want to smoke that shit and start fucking. Fucking and weed go together, man. It's just that way, like, like strawberry and jelly, like strawberry and peanut butter, jelly and peanut butter. It just goes together. I tell her I'm a weed salesman in our conversation. Nothing, not a goddamn thing would move this woman. A weed salesman? And she could get all the weed she wanted? We're still talking about the holidays. And then I show her the fucking windshield wiper. I turn it on. I say, I got to put the wiper on a minute. They're a little dirty. Now, the windshield wiper is fashioned like a 12-inch dick, like a dildo. And the reason I made that is because if they get to this late stage, I'm desperate. It's not working. And I turn the windshield wiper on, and it's going back and forth. It's this 12-inch dick on her side. And I thought she'd say, isn't that a nifty windshield wiper? She saw the dick and nothing. I don't see her hips moving. I don't see her playing with her nipples. I don't see her salivating. I don't see her constantly fiddling around in a seat, moving her ass. Nothing. Right out of the blue, she says to me, you know, could we pull over before I get to where I got to go? She said, I need to buy a stool softener. I said, a stool softener? Yeah, she said, I been having trouble and psychological problems and trouble at home, she said, but I could really use a stool softener. I'm not even sure what a stool softener is. I mean, a stool softener. All I know is if she can't shit, the stool's packed in there and it makes it a better fuck because her pussy gets really tight because there's a giant stool in there. She wants a stool softener. I know that this woman then has to be mental. She can't be normal in the head. And I know that I'm in danger. I went through all these fucking gadgets I have, all these steps I have for a hard case that I want to fuck, and nothing happened. All she's thinking about is a stool softener. So I start to panic. I think, fucking A, man, I just got out of this other thing. I was knocked unconscious and had a dildo hanging out my ass for four days while I'm in a drug daze, and now I got this. I thought it was going to be an easy pump. I thought we were going to pull over, start laughing and shit, eat some fucking candy for Halloween, some chocolate-covered egg, and we're going to laugh and things. Maybe she could come back to my pace, but you don't ever expect or do you want to have them say, could you pull over for some stool softener? So I do pull over. I pull over. I try to be that point I'm afraid. I think, what can happen here legally? What could she do to me? How bad a shape am I in? What could happen here? This is going to explode into something serious. So I pull over at some little store so she could get the stool softener. I said, sure, you can get the stool softener. I'll uh, pull over here. And I kept saying stool softener. I don't know why. Stool softener. I said, stool softener. You're going to get your stools. I'll be out here when you come back with your stool softener. And I'm not going to be out there. The minute she gets out of the car and starts to walk in this little store, I put it in reverse. And when I put it in reverse, I start to get so scared because nobody could resist my looks. Nobody could resist my charm. Nobody could resist all the gadgets I have in the fucking car. The vibrating sander, the semen gas, the fucking image projected under the windshield, the cassette tape with subliminal messages, the moving hand up and down the steering wheel, the fucking the dial I was playing with on the radio, the inflatable fucking lumbar. Nobody could have fucking ignore this. Flashing strobe light, hoping for an autistic or a, some kind of fucking autism, uh reaction and she starts moving around the car and gets turned on in the floor mats forget it nobody could avoid the floor mats if it says put left foot here and right foot there on a rubber floor mat and they're like things you insert your shoes into no woman should not do that once you spread your legs she now thinks a dick something goes off in her head ding i gotta have dick the legs are spread and i'm on my back practically sitting here and i gotta have some dick so when she gets out to get the stool softener, I fucking take off. I get out, I floor the goddamn thing, and when I, now this car's older. When I floor the fucking thing, the axle 
or the back, the back, uh, differential, the back thing that holds the axle somehow breaks free from below the car because I, I'd hit the goddamn gas so hard and it's making a clunking sound, but I don't care. When I come, when I come, turn to the right, she's coming out the thing with her stool softener and her brown bag and she's running at me, kind of moving it back and forth in the fucking air, ready to get back in the car for her stool softener. I don't want someone in the car that's can't shit, that's gonna shit and has a stool softener. I wanted to fuck, man. I wanted to get out of there. I wanted to fuck. I tried all this shit on you. You're a hard fucking case. And something broke where the axle is. In the housing, the differential, something broke back there and it was making a clunking sound because I floored it so goddamn hard because I was positive she was something dangerous. It was a bad thing, man. When I found out later where the car was, there's springs back there and a spring had popped out where it's seated inside the back area of the black, of the back wheel. There's a, there's a springs back there, a big fucking spring. There's shocks back there, but the spring had come out of the where it was seated. And that's clunked out of that. And that's why I was having trouble with this clunking sound and this noise to get out of there. It wasn't a big damn thing, but it was really spooky. I mean, spooky in the sense that she could resist all this shit. Nobody could resist all this stuff. Nobody could resist the mind of Norm Augustinus. And when you won't give pussy, and then I have to use all this fucking extraneous shit, these gadgets, and you're immune to that too, there's something wrong with you. There's something seriously wrong, something awry in your mind. It's really creepy. I got the fuck out of there. I never did get my fucking prescription. I just went back. I was kind of creeped out. Checked all my shit. I sat there for fucking 45 minutes trying all the stuff to see if it worked. From the projected windshield to the goddamn windshield wiper dicks. I checked it all. The floor mats, the vibrating seat, the cassette tape. I checked every goddamn thing. They worked flawlessly. I defy you to put your sister in a car with me and be able to battle off all these vaginal attacks, me trying to get to her sex package in her mind, her module. I defy you. Throw your sister in there, your twin sisters. I know that they'd be taken riding my baloney pony in seconds. And you'd be grateful for that. So there's going to be an uptick in ghost sightings with Halloween. Just be aware of it. Chicks are going to be partying. They're going to get all kinds of dick. And... They're going to see ghosts, and that's the pussy gas coming out their cunts. They'll see their gas lingering around in whatever house they're in, the party, wherever the party is. So be aware that the uptick in ghost sightings are coming, which ghosts are really just pumped out pussy farts that have been fermenting in a woman's cunt, and they're finally let go. And they're this gaseous, white, lingering kind of ghost-like cloud that's around them. I'll be back in a second. I know this, and you do too. Happy Halloween, fuckstick. You've been listening to the one and only... My dick is enormous. There is no escape. Big clock. 
in cyberspace. It's dark out there in cyberspace. It's scary out there in cyberspace. You're out there in cyberspace. You're frozen with fear. You don't know what to do. You're looking up. You're looking down. You're looking to the right. You're looking to the left. It's windy out. You don't know what to do. You're frozen. Till eventually and quite abruptly, you hear this distant chiming clock in the background. And you follow the chiming clock until it gets louder and louder and louder. Eventually bringing you upon this brightly illuminated place in cyberspace. There's thousands of people there. They're holding hands. They're smiling. They've been waiting for you. There's that thing that brought you to this place in the first place. It's a tower. A hundred, hundred and fifty feet tall, brown bricks, tan mortar. Way at the top of this tower is a glass bezel. It's a clock. It's backlit. And above this is this chimey bell-like thing that brought you to this place in the first place. And you know why you're at this place in the first place. You're here to clear out your pains, your frustrations, your aches, your woes, your disappointments, your hurts. The person that died on you, the ramen noodles, you're sick of eating, the credit cards you can't pay off, the apartment you can't pay for, the house you think you'll maybe never own, the bitch who left you, the guy who left you. You're here to clear all those pains and frustrations out. And how do we do that? Well, the moment you heard my voice, you were instantly and automatically filled up with this highly absorbent orange-colored solution. It's been inside your body, sloshing about this entire recording. And now, at the end of this recording, we lie you gently down, we pop the corks in your toes, and all of that highly absorbent orange-colored solution comes gushing out of your body. Look at it. It's forming a small mini lake alongside you. It's orange colored. It's rusty. It stinks. It's toxic. We shake your feet getting out the last drops of highly absorbent orange colored solution and replace the corks in your toes. You can't believe how good you feel. You feel like you could go on another second, another minute, another day, another hour, another year. Maybe infinitely. It doesn't matter that a friend of yours is making $250,000 a year and lives in a $700,000 house. It doesn't matter that another friend of yours has got the best-looking bitch you've ever seen or another friend of yours has the best-looking dude you've ever seen. None of that shit matters. All that matters is how good you feel right now. You know you can feel this good anytime you want to, anytime you're in duress, anytime you feel like you can't go on another second. All you gotta do is think of the big chiming clock in cyberspace where you meet your pal, your friend, Norm Augustinus, and instantly and almost automatically you feel refreshed and clear. You know the best part of this recording, the most important part of this recording, at least to me, is that for one hour, we were friends. Friend, I enjoyed myself. I hope you did too. Write me, normaugustinus at gmail.com. Tune in again for another exciting episode from the amazing mind of Norm Augustinus. Dear Doris, I can't come to your Halloween party. I have volunteered to work at the all-girls school across the street from my house. All I have to do is hang a bunch of cardboard skeletons, pour candy into plastic jack-o'-lanterns, and then set up the bobbing for apples attraction in the school theater. 
Doris, what I am going to tell you is kind of secret, but I know you love me, and I know I can trust you. I am going to place a large plastic bucket on the stage floor in the school theater. Of course, there will be water and apples in the bucket for the Bobbing for Apples Halloween event. However, I have drilled a hole into the stage floor. This year, like every year, I will be underneath the theater floor, and I will push my dick up through the floor and into the Bobbing for Apples bucket. Yes, there is a hole in the bottom of the apple bobbing bucket. Additionally, I will paint my dickhead red, and in that way, my dickhead will look like one of the apples in the Bobbing for Apples bucket. As the girls bob for apples, they will think my dick is an apple, and they will inadvertently blow me. Over the years, I have been blown by several thousand students at the all-girls school. I am under the stage floor, and my dick goes through the floor and into the hole in the bottom of the Bobbing for Apples bucket. My flat-chested sister will caulk around the base of my cock so that the water doesn't leak out of the bucket, and then she will fill the bucket with water and add the apples. I am super excited. I will be blown many times while you are dancing to the monster mash with some dork at your house party. I'm sorry I can't come, but I'm sure you'll understand. Love, Norman. P.S. I bumped into your big-titted little sister at the bingo hall on Third Avenue. When the bingo caller excused herself so that she could replace the dead battery inside her vibrating vaginal egg vibrator, the bingo caller laid two bingo balls on top of the popcorn machine. When your big-titted little sister saw the two white bingo balls lying side by side, she saw them as a pair of cum-covered testicles, and she went sexually ape shit. Your big-titted little sister crawled under the card table I was sitting at, and she manhandled and then blew my enormous throbbing sex stump. While your big-titted little sister was blowing me, I fingered her wet clitoris with my deformed, oversized big toe. At some point, your big-titted little sister took off her pants and crotchless panties, and she wrapped her delicious legs around my waist, and I pumped out her fuckhole till she climaxed again and again with my spare bingo dauber. Attention students, please be advised that the Bobbing for Apples attraction has an actual dick inside the Bobbing for Apples bucket. Additionally, Mr. Whittles has found a pair of girls' panties, and in the crotch area, it looks like someone took a blowtorch to it. You can identify these panties. Please see Mr. Simpson in the principal's office. That is all. Happy Halloween! Fuck! Oh. Fuck! Oh. Fuck! Oh. Fuck! Oh. Fuck! Oh. Fuck! Women are constipated three times more than men. When you're walking down the halls and your balls hit the walls, it's a rupture.